Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. For more Roy Green, visit roygreen.com for podcasts, blogs, highlights, and even a nice picture of Roy. Back to the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. He's 22 years of age. His uh, name is Karim Baratov. He's uh, Canadian of Kazakh uh, origin, and he's one of three men charged with a huge Yahoo data breach. Some half a billion accounts were breached. Baratov hails from Ancaster, Ontario, part of the city of Hamilton, where he lived quite the life, we're told. Very nice house, bought and paid for, head-turning sports cars, Big and noisy parties, perfect life for a 22-year-old with lots of money, except for the Yahoo data breach. And hacker for hire is how the FBI, thinks the FBI, said that they describe him. And they'd certainly have concerns about him being a possible flight risk. His lawyers in Canada have said they're definitely going to try for bail. Uh, Ross McLean joins me, former Toronto police officer, bodyguard, and security experts, international security expert, Ross McLean, security in Toronto, Ross, this uh, this story has a lot of component parts. It it's almost like um, it's almost like um, a, a television series or maybe a, a segment from Homeland. Yeah, I, th- I think that a modern Ian Fleming might have written this as sort of a yeah. James Bond issue here. There, and you're right, there are multiple layers to this, and I think we're just starting to unravel it, uh, Roy. So, what happens now? How do how does this take place? How do we get to the point where a 22 year old is arrested for um, being a hacker for hire, and uh, how does how does it happen that you get engaged involved with two Russian uh, secret agents? At least that's the allegation. That's the charge. How, how does this all come together? And then police getting involved. How do we get to the point where the twenty-two year old's arrested? Yeah, well, actually, it can develop quite quickly and quite easily. I I, I worked for a company before, an international company that did technology distribution. And we had hackers uh, from Romania who were working to defraud our company of millions of dollars. And and what they would do, Roy, is they would contact uh, youths, teenagers in chat rooms. They'd talk to them. They'd befriend them. They'd say, look, at, you know, there's some technology we want here, but we can't have it shipped right to Romania because it's illegal. So, look, at, we're going to order two or three laptops. You can keep one if when they show up you could just redirect the other laptops to us. That would be great. And they would go through this, and they this would happen to all sorts of kids. We we busted one kid in the basement of his house here in a suburb outside of Toronto. He's 15 years old, and he had about $45,000 of brand-new technology equipment wow. in the basement. And the parents, uh, we asked them, well, what do you think about this? And, oh, we didn't know. We don't know what this is worth. So it can happen that quickly. 
This is the new, uh, almost the new formula, isn't it? For the you look for the person who's living very a very affluent lifestyle, and what could they possibly be doing? Maybe some older people would keep a lower profile, but for a 22-year-old, it's you got to live. But what surprises me is that all of this was taking place, and from what we understand, at least so far, there didn't seem to be anything in the way of a really significant, not necessarily police investigation, but police attention to somebody that young living that well. Yeah, it's interesting. Canada actually has a whole organization called FinTrack, F-I-N-T-R-A-C. It's a whole organization that's designed to look for people who are either uh, laundering money, getting money from the proceeds of crime, human trafficking, or even terrorist financing. And it's supposed to work with all of the banks, all of the securities dealers, uh, loans officers, uh, money transfer people. If they see what are suspicious amounts of money being transferred or used, or you can't justify how you've made the money, they have obligations to report it to this group. Uh, and they start investigating, although they'll even say on their own webpage that it takes them quite a while to do these investigations. So it's interesting if no flags were raised, uh, in which case, how was this young man being educated so much that he could defeat uh, the very surveillance the country's put on to detect this sort of Well, exactly. And, and you know, Ross, somebody sent me an email and uh, and, and brought up this point about, about him having had this life to live without apparently being investigated. And the point made in the email was, you don't know if he was actually being investigated long before the arrest took place. But if he was being investigated long before the arrest took place, the investigation likely would have been taking place while the half, I'm just speculating here, but the half billion uh, uh, bits of data or uh, Yahoo accounts were being allegedly compromised. So it would seem to me that police would have acted a lot sooner had they known sooner, rather than wait until a half a billion accounts have allegedly been been hacked and then move in? Yeah, well, that will be some of the questions about how this how this happens. And you know, I have to tell you, when you read the indictment, you can read the indictment online. It's posted. Uh, they talk about the, how much uh, Yahoo was compromised, and and the the tools that these people had to do the hacking were just unbelievable, Roy. Just unbelievable what they could get into and get around after they had hacked Yahoo. And apparently what this one young man had done, the one from Ancaster, is he apparently, allegedly anyways, hacked Yahoo's mail servers uh, or ad servers so that they would only sell present ads to viewers that would go to an erectile dysfunction sales company that paid huge dollars for every click and buy. And that money was directed to him. So how much money he has, where the money is, we don't know any of that yet, but the uh, Justice Department is going after his PayPal account for whatever banks that may be linked to. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the stories as well is that he was asked to allegedly asked to take care of or, or look at or, or hack eighty specific accounts from within that half a million or half a billion uh, Yahoo accounts. Again, this a lot of this is just. It's news piling on top of news as we find out more and more. Um, so so what, what happens now? Is extradition to the United States almost automatic in a situation like this? Well, apparently he's got a very expensive lawyer. I, I saw it now. <laughs> Once again, I, I'm not too sure about this, but I saw somebody had tweeted a picture that apparently says that the lawyer's Rolls Royce was parked illegally in front of the courthouse. That was <laughs> defending him to work on him, and he's trying to get him bail. Uh, but, of course, they don't want to offer bail. 
and there's extradition, which always takes time, especially if you have money uh, to be able to fight extradition. You can certainly drag it out for a long time. So I think we're at the very tip of the iceberg about finding out what's been going on here. Yeah, I mean, what interests you most about about this about these developments, Ross? What what piques your interest? Well, I, I read, as I said, I read the techniques that they were able to put in there that they used to be able to hack and get into people, and it was just outstanding and even scary to me. And I know a bit about it, uh, Roy. They apparently once they were able to get into Yahoo, they learned how to mint what are called cookies. You know, whenever you go to a website and it says we're going to download cookies for you, yes. accept these cookies. Yes. Well, what they did was they could fake those cookies, remake them to your account. So just like when you go back and you go back to log into your bank account, the cookies come on, oh, you're already logged in, and it allows you access. They were, they were creating these fake cookies and able to gain access into people's financial accounts, personal emails. I mean, you name the accounts you have online, they were able to get in there. And that's just a little bit scary. Yeah, it is. And I imagine there are many people out of those half a billion accounts individuals who would probably not even remember that they had an, a Yahoo account or have a Yahoo account that is that is still active. And you're absolutely right. And that's one of the things people need to do is go back and look at all their old accounts. If they don't have them, delete them, change the passwords on them. You know, one of the problems is there you may have an old account where it says, what was your first public school in the name of your dog? And you answered those security questions on there and they're still hanging out there. And you may still use those answers for other accounts, yeah, so it yeah. makes you easier to hack. Yeah. So it's it's you really have to be on top of your game these days, based on looking at what this guy was able to do. When I was a kid, there was a TV series called "Have Gun Will Travel," and it was a it was a a, a gunfighter, and he would hand out his card um, to people who needed help, perhaps. And so he had his six shooter, and it was "Have Gun Will Travel." So he would go wherever it was necessary to take care of the business that you needed taken care of. In today's world, it's have laptop, don't need to travel. Absolutely, and it seems that the guns, the tools that you can get to break into this are available on the net. We saw that the yeah. WikiLeaks uh, showed how much of it was out on the Internet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the question is whether our, our tech companies are doing enough to right. update and keep the system secure for us. So you Ross, better be careful. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for the time. As always, Ross McLean, we'll talk again. Thanks, Ross. Thank you, Roy. Ross McLean Security on The Green Show. When we come back, we'll talk to one of the world's foremost Internet privacy lawyers. David Fraser will join us from Halifax.